0: Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel.
1: Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message.
2: I am blessed because the life giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So, God, we're open and we're ready. Speak to us now. We take authority over this atmosphere in this building and online. And we say, where well, the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and there is freedom. We declare that freedom is in our seat, which means we are not bound by our past. We are not bound by any fear of the future. And we are not bound by any concerns of our present. We declare by faith that our next 12 will be our best twelve. why do we perpetually say that which means you will always outdo yourself you are the god that does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think and and it's happening right now 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 god we will not hold back our worship we will not hold back our praise. Why? You've been good to us. You've been faithful to us. You've been consistent with us. God, and we thank you that you've not made your best movie yet, but it is ahead of us, and we anticipate it. Father, we thank you that in the last 48 hours of this month, there's some things that still need to become a reality, and we believe that you are well able May is the month for what we've seen, or what we've sown for, we'll see. What we've prayed for, we'll possess. And we believe, God, you're going to outdo yourself. There's 48 hours left, but we know you're about to blow our minds. If you believe that, can you put a praise in this building and on? And this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Elbow somebody next to you and say, watch him do it, watch him do it. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Our series is Reality TV. We've been using Reality TV shows to teach biblical principles. There are two messages left, today's and Wednesday's. Today's message, I want to jump right into it, is Top Model. Anybody ever seen the show, Top Model? All right, here's Top Model. It's a competition show whose winners receive a modeling agency contract, a cover shoot, and a spread in a magazine. And I want you to pay attention to the show's format because this is what I want to teach from today. Because watch me, you're about to be God's top model. What are you saying to me, Bishop? You're about to be who God points to when he says, this is what a survivor looks like. This is what a winner looks like. This is what somebody that overcomes obstacle look like. I wish you would get excited about the fact that God's been bragging about you in heaven, just like he bragged about Job. He said to the enemy, have you considered my servant Job that there's nobody like him? In other words, he's a top model. I need you to lay your heads on yourself. Say your first to last name. Say you a top model. I- You're a top model of how the statistics can be against you and you win. How your family can be against you and you win. How your children can be trifling with you, but you win. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me today. Open your mouth and say, I am a top model. Watch the format. First, they train you. Then after they train you in a particular issue, and this is interesting because part of my background, I actually used to train models. I was the director of marketing for the nation's largest modeling and acting and talent agency in school. And, uh, and so this, this was, I can relate to this because I, I got used to training people to do things that brought the best out of them. Mm. Well, watch me. Uh, first level was training. Everybody say Training. They would train you on a particular subject, so maybe that was uh, maybe that was doing the runway. Maybe that was uh, how to do a particular shoot, taking pictures a certain way so that your neck don't look like you got extra neck. <laughs> All of us have played with that phone to make sure that our neck didn't have. Extra neck, y'all ain't gonna talk, right? Then after they train you, watch this, then they challenge you on what they trained you on. This is why you cannot afford to miss church, why? Because you're gonna be challenged whether you were in training or not. Let's go. And then after you successfully complete the challenge, you will get to the elimination or the reward phase. What does this mean? It means that if you make it to this stage, they're going to reward you because of how you pass the challenge. And I need to tell somebody at this 915 experience in Denver, in Atlanta, in Chicago, in Houston, in uh, uh, in Miami, in Los Angeles, you have successfully completed the challenge. What happens next? There's some people that couldn't roll with you that have to be eliminated because you're about to get your reward. Just for those of us that know there's a reward on the way, can I just get you to act like you know something big's about to come down your... If you don't think God's about to do then please sit still. Don't move. Don't say nothing. Sit there and look like a bump on the law. But for the rest of us, can you... Yep, baby, it's about reward time for me. I done dealt with a whole lot of hell, but beat it. Overcome a whole lot of challenges, but beat it. So he's got to eliminate the losers to reward the winners. This is why certain people had to be cut out of your life before this month was over. The elimination stage came and they couldn't hang with you because they weren't willing to follow the training in the midst of the challenge. And I need you not to chase anybody. I need you not to run after anybody. I need you not to run after folk that have made it clear they don't want to do right in the first place. Say training, challenge, elimination, and reward. Now, now, here's why they do that. They do that to see what you produced from your training. Wow. They do that to see what you produced from your training. Look at John 15 and 8. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much It's on the screen. Say it. Fruit. Fruit. What does fruit mean in the context of this scripture? There in the Greek language of our New Testament, it means results. So let's look at the verse. This is to my father's glory that you have some results. If you grew up in church, you even heard one of the praise reports. Part of your challenge was that you heard spiritual people not produce natural results. And so for all of their visions, they didn't have no victory. For all of their prophecies, they didn't have possession of anything. And you are almost like a Gideon. You were like, where are all these things I heard about but have not seen? You are the one that's going to see it, not just say it. You're going to possess it, not just pray for it. You're not just going to so for it. You're going to see it happen for you. Somebody say, I'll have big results. Uh Uh-uh, I don't even believe you when you say it. If you sit next to somebody that's not talking to me, I need you to be able to hear them through their mask if they have one on, and I need you to get up and go act like you're going to the bathroom and come back and change seats, because I need you on a row full of fruit-bearing people. I need you on a row full of fruit-bearing people, people that have said, you know what? I know why I was so frustrated. It was trying to kill my fruit, but I... I need you to check your row. Please open your mouth and say, I'm a fruit-bearing person. Now, if the person next to you don't respond, go on and get up and act like you're going to the bathroom and change seats. You spend enough time around barren people. You spend enough time around bitter, broke-down, busted, and disgusted, sorry, assassinating people. Your next 12 are going to be spent around some fruit-bearing Say fruit. And fruit, hear me, is bigger. Do not reduce that to cash, cars, and clothes. Because what good is your cash, cars, and clothes and you crazy? What good are your cash, cars, and clothes and you paranoid that everybody around you trying to get something from you? If money solved all of your issues, then watch me, you wouldn't see billionaires getting divorced. What does that teach you? That you can't even buy somebody's love. Hope he had a prenup. Listen, it is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. Say much fruit. Look at the next part of the verse. Showing yourselves. Now here's, here's, here's what Christians love to do. And y'all better hear me. This is going to be a very pastoral message. So this is going to be like, bam, 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 bam. Stand up. Let's go. All right. I'm just telling you where we're going. All right. I'm just saying where we're going. All right. Because I need your next 12 to be your best 12. And watch me. For your next 12 to be your best 12, you have to be your best you. And you're not going to be your best you unless we purge you of the least of you. So that only the best of you remains. Watch what the scripture says. Showing yourselves. Here's what a lot of Christians love to do. You love to study. You love to have your notepads and your notebooks. And you love when I give you a Hebrew and a Greek definition because you say, ooh, heba (laughs) shataya. You love coming in here and being deep to people in the vestibule. You love going on your job, and you're hearing them talk about stuff, and you're able to share something with them. But notice what the Bible says. You're supposed to show yourself, not just know, which means it is not enough for you to know it. You've got to show it. Somebody say top model. It is not enough for us to think you've got it. We need to see you've got it. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, take this out. In other words, God says, I will put you on display. So you can show in your challenge what you learned in your training. So the reason you have to make sure you kill your ego and your pride is because you will try to protect that when I put you on display. See, some of y'all, you lost stuff because your pride and your ego got in the way. And God says, well, I was trying to show people what an overcomer looks like, but you let your ego get in the way. And so you wouldn't tell the real testimony because you were ashamed of what the real deal was. And I just need to check the room. Is there anybody that can say, watch me. I'm not ashamed of anything I've had to go through, of anything I've had to overcome, of anything I had to beat. Why? Because I beat it. There's no need. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, which means you may have done everything that they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. Why? Because you. Showing yourselves to be my disciples, top model, top model, top model, top model, top model. In other words, everybody's eyes are on you. This is why in your family, eyes have always been on you. They treated you different, but they watched every move. This is why in your friends, all eyes have always been on you. Because God says, I'm going to make you the top model. You're going to have to show them that you're mine. You have to show them that you're mine. You have to show, you said all of this great stuff on Sunday, now show it. You said all of this great stuff on Monday night prayer, now show it. You said all of this great stuff on Wednesday night church, now show it. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. What does that mean? Disciplined student. Pay attention in two ways in scripture and lifestyle, which means I need to know the word, but then I also have to live it. Christians major on knowing it and making other people live it. One of the things that bothers me about Americanized Christianity is that there is a monolithic group of Christianity, a really crazy, ridiculous sect, S-E-C-T, of Christianity that has taken over and they purport to represent all of Christianity as if Christians are a monolith, one monolith, one word, as if we are one people group that all think the same way. I'm here to tell those of you who have been hoodwinked and bamboozled, all Christians ain't what you see on the news. <laughs> All Christians are not part of a particular political party. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? In fact, we don't take sides, we take over. We're not, don't put a D, don't put an R, don't put an I, baby. When I show up, I take. God says, you need to be a disciplined student in scripture and lifestyle. He says, I need you to know the word, but then I need you to show it. Like, I need you to know how to do runway, and then I need you to show that you could do runway. You, you catch the point like I, I need you to know how to love and then when you want to hate love <laughs> is there anybody watching me where you knew all of what the word had to say about love except for the fact that God kept making you deal with people that you wanted to hate I wish there were some honest people in here that would be honest about the fact that some of the people that you wanted to hate were some of the people that hurt you deepest because they were closest to you and you couldn't understand how you were loyal to them and they were disloyal to you to you. He says, So I need you to show yourself to be my disciples, a disciplined student in scripture and in lifestyle. Now, let's go through this process. So remember, let's go back. The process is training. Say it with me. Say training, training. Challenge, challenge, elimination, training. Reward. reward. So let's get to the training part. Life giving messages from your pastor are your training. And I need you to pay very close attention to how the point reads. Life giving messages from your pastor are your training. I am. Life-giving messages from me. your pastor are your trading. You're not trained on what you saw on TikTok. Mm. Your tr- OK, let me give you this. The Bible uses a shepherd and sheep to show the relationship between a pastor and those that he leads. Look at Numbers 27, 16 through 17. Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation who may go out before them and go in before them, who may look at the next part, lead them out and bring them in. Here's my job. My job is to take you out of what you were into and take you into what God has ordained for you. It's to take you out of lack into abundance, take you out of generational curses into being a curse breaker, take you out of being at the bottom into being at the top, take you out of losing into winning, take you out of just coming to church, but take you to being a disciple. Somebody say, I'm going out and I'm going in. I need you to say it like there's some stuff that the last time you were going to deal with, it was May 2021. I need you to say, I'm leading out and I'm going in. Look at the next part, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. So for everyone who says, I believe in God, but I don't like church, you are a sheep with no shepherd. So you keep failing your challenges because you refuse to submit to your training. Everybody says, I don't believe in organized religion. That's not even true because you like everything else organized. Go to a car lot and they just say, well, just pick something that you want. We'll just look at the numbers and see. You say, well, there's no organization to this. There's no prices listed. There's no features listed. No, we don't believe in organized car sales. Go to Walmart, go to Walmart and walk around and look, they got milk together with the ironing boards, together with the furniture, uh, together with the Lara bars, together with the fruit and the vegetables. Right next to that, you got the dog food. Now, for some of you who like dogs, you're cool with that. For the rest of us, I'm going to need you to have your own section. That's not okay. This is not human food. Pay attention. You'd walk into the store and you say, what is this mess? I can't find what I'm looking for. And they say to you, well, we don't believe in organized store shopping. You would say, well, then I don't believe in patronizing businesses that don't organize what it is they're trying to sell. So don't tell me you don't believe in organized religion. Tell the truth. You just have a submission problem because you were hurt. You have a submission problem because you trusted one leader and that leader didn't do you right. But can I tell you something? You better treat that like seed that was sown and stop letting what somebody did to you 15 years ago mess you up today. The Bible says he sets a man over the congregation to take you out and bring you in. And you sit next to somebody that's about to walk into the best 12 months of their life. I'm not playing with y'all 915. Say, and my next 12. they will be my best 12. Don't say, well, I don't do church because there's too many hypocrites. Great. We got room for you, too. First of all, let me help get you together because you don't even understand the meaning of the word hypocrite. Hypocrite doesn't mean that you don't practice what you preach. Hypocrite means that you don't believe what you preach. By definition, the word hypocrite means that you're an actor or an actress, which means you say it, but you don't believe it. So you may preach it and still be processing to get to it. You may say it to somebody else, and as you're telling them, you know it's true, and you're still walking that truth out yourself. Stop letting people tell you, are a hypocrite. No, baby, I believe it, and the same God that's got me in process is the same God that's going to have you in process. I'm not a hypocrite just because I ain't got there yet, but I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. You got it? All right, all right, all right, all right. So God uses this imagery of a shepherd and sheep for those that he leads. And here's the deal. This show shows us the way it goes. You get your training. You have your challenge, then elimination, and reward. You get your training. Let's go. You got your, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Act like y'all at 1115. You get your... 11 15 and turn into a song, though. All <laughs> right? Now, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. But a quirky attitude can affect how you receive training. What's a quirky attitude? Weird. I need you to elbow somebody and say, I rebuke any weird in you. Because a lot of Christians. Cloak weird in spiritual. It's quiet. Don't y'all get that quiet on me. All right, good. We have a few of you that we'd like to select now to bring up on stage to show quirky attitudes. Amen, ambassadors, won't you come at this time? They don't even know what to do. they like, too. I might be one too. I ain't gonna do that to you. But let's have an honest conversation, me and you. Just me and you. Forget about anybody. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook, me and you. Have you ever looked at some Christians and said. Like you read their posts and you're like, what are you talking about? So weird. Like they say stuff. Like in the season of the transition of the most high God is. Child, I'm going to eat. I'm not. If I pay attention, because some of y'all, please pay attention because nobody ever checked you. You have cloaked weird in spirituality. And today, I told you it's going to be a pastoral message, so y'all get ready. Don't let nobody out them doors, ambassadors, if they even try to walk out the building, you just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Playin'. Y'all let the people go. <laughs> it's about to get real. In the the book, The Making of a Leader, Pastor Frank DiMaggio defines um, the behaviors and attitudes of sheep in the natural, which match sheep in the spirit. The Bible says that natural things teach us spiritual principles. Paul said, first the natural, then the spiritual. So I want to point out three in particular uh, that I often see that negatively and adversely affect your ability to receive training. Everybody's hearing the same word right now in this building, in Atlanta, in Houston, in Chicago, in L.A., everywhere, in Canada. Everybody's hearing the same word right now. But you want to know what's amazing? Everybody won't produce fruit. And I need you to make this declaration and say, but but I will. Come on. I, I need you to say that thing like you're going to have fruit by the time you get home after church. Open your mouth and say, but I will. I-. One out of four. Jesus defines Four different types of places where the word is sown. And only one out of four actually produce fruit, which means based on biblical statistics, if there are four persons on your roll, only one of them is going to be the one. Now, your praise will indicate whether or not you that one. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. I'm not one. You see how some people say, I ain't going to respond at all? Maybe you're not a fruit producer. But baby, I will spend my days producing fruit. What? This glorifies my father in heaven. Open your mouth and say, I'm a fruit producer. So listen, so look, so look, so look, so look. Let's look at a few of these quirky attitudes. Oh, I'm coming for everybody today. About to get your edges together, all right? It's a joke, but your edges should always be right. Listen, don't ask God to trust you. I'm teaching. I'm teaching. <laughs> All the fellas are like, Bishop, what you teaching? I'm teaching, fellas. Mm-mm. And not just the ladies, because fellas, if you got locks, you got long hair, stuff like that, uh-uh, don't be, mm-mm. This ain't God. Th- three quirks I want to pull out. Weird attitudes. Here's the first one. Solitary sheep quirk. This sheep, this person, this member, this attender, this person, they constantly stray. When they are struggling, they need him. But the moment they get any success, I was talking to somebody yesterday, I said, that's their M.O. I said, their M.O. is that when they need you, they all love, 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 family, 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 come together, come together, come together, But the moment any of them do halfway good, all of a sudden, they're, it's not there. I said, which is a generational curse because their bloodline can't be trusted with success. <laughs> which is why some people come up and then God has to slap them right back down to where they came from because when they come up, they didn't get, watch me, they didn't pass the challenge. They constantly stray. And somebody say, oh, no, Bishop, I've been faithful. Mm-hmm. You've been in the building. But you have strayed from producing fruit. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. I told you. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. They constantly stray. They're always pulling off, veering off. And, and watch me. And what happens is, is them they get mad. Because they'll say, well, a good shepherd leaves the 99 and goes after the one. Mm-mm. Jesus goes to get the one. It's the shepherd's job to keep the 99. But then nobody called me. That's not my job to follow up and run behind you with your. I mean, they'll get mad. Didn't nobody call me to check on me? But then when you tell them something to do, they groan. It's about to get real in here. They have cyclical attendance and serving. Tenu- it's cyclical. When they're going through something. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. Dum-dum-dum. We lift our hands to give you the love. We lift our hands. To you. <laughs> if you know that song, you've been in church for over a decade. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so watch me. So what's me. And their serving is cyclical. They serve when they struggle. Because when they succeed, they're too busy to serve. So it explains the cycle. It's quiet in here. (laughs) uh Uh-uh, no, don't even clean this up. Mm -mm. Let's just have it rough. (laughs) Anime Bullock said, every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us. (laughs) Nice and easy. (laughs) But we never, ever do nothing. Nice and easy. We're going to take the beginning of this message. And do it nice and easy. And on the end, we're gonna do it rough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: All right, back to the message. Here we go. It's a movie. It's a movie. They won't trust the pastor due to deep wounds. And the truth is it's not just the pastor, they don't trust any male leadership. They, they don't trust any leadership, period. They're always suspect of everybody and everything. The Bible says to the pure, all things are pure. To the, to the defiled, everything is fine. So because you trifling, you think everybody trifling. Because you got hidden motives, you think everybody else has hidden motives. Because you are doing it for the wrong reasons. You think everybody's doing it for the wrong reasons. Then I just need you to open up your mouth and say, I refuse to be a solitary sheep. Come on. Look at the last thing this sheep does. I love Pastor Demasio's book. Look at the last thing this sheep does. They seek attention by disappearing. And what does this disappearance mean? They, they, they'll stop responding to emails. <laughs> Remove me from your list. Okay, put me back on. Okay, I want to be a member today. Oh, I had a dream and I ain't going to be a member no more. Oh, put me back on the membership list. Oh, give me one more chance. Bishop, Bishop, give me one more chance. Oh, I want more chances. Uh. <laughs> Let me tell you what you can have several seats. <laughs> this sheep seeks attention by disappearing. You have friends like this. You always reaching out to them, reaching out to them, reaching out to them, reaching out to them. And, and, and then, watch me, and then they have the unmitigated gall, the intestinal fortitude, to then get an attitude with you. It's quiet. They get an attitude with you, and they'll disappear on you. You'll be like, what happened? Oh, you didn't care. Except for the fact that every time I asked you what was going on, you said nothing. So I started believing that when you told me nothing, nothing was going on. But the whole time, something was going on, but you kept telling me nothing was going on. You are a solitary sheep. How many of us can be honest that that you've ever been a solitary sheep? Come on, be honest. Some of y'all, I'm going to come help you figure this out. We have a seating chart where they have red dots. (laughs) I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Bishop, why are you teaching us about this? Because if this is the way you operate, when you get to your challenge, you will say you weren't prepared. It's not just you weren't prepared. It's just that you kept straying. You were too cyclical in your attendance and your serving. You wouldn't trust your trainer. And then, watch me, and then you seek attention by disappearing. So then you didn't show up for six weeks of the training and then you in your challenge and you're like, I don't know how to do this. And God says, oh no, we went over that in the week that you strayed. Now <laughs> your hands on yourself say, Lord, make me faithful. Make me faithful. Make me faithful. All right, look at this second, th- look at this second one. A hermit sheep quirk. Y'all ready for this one? Ha! <laughs> 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 Y'all hear how quiet it wasn't there? Y'all ready for this one? Yes, sir. Okay. The hermit sheep quote, they don't like, nor do they do what they're asked to. Don't tell them nothing. And when you do tell them something, they ain't going to do it. Don't tell them nothing. Come on, give God praise. Has it been good to anybody? Go you clap your hands and tell them thank you. So everything they hear is for everybody else around them, not for them. So they never benefit from training because they were busy trying to train somebody else in their mind when they were being trained. I'm gonna tell my husband, wait till I get home. Maybe there's a reason he don't want to come with you. i to tell my wife as soon as I get home, bitch. So maybe there's a reason she won't submit to you cuz she submits just not to you. I says y'all ain't going to say that. I'm going to preach it like it's a Wednesday. Cuz you can't reap what you've not sown. <laughs> you can't reap what you've not sown. You can't reap submission and you're unsubmitted. Woo-wee. All right. Y'all stay with me real close. Stay close. They avoid being corrected. This person know they wrong, know they start mess, know they start stuff. So they have learned how to move in a way so that their wool never gets cut. They've learned how to move in a way so their wool never gets cut. So they look at the series and try to figure out what the message is going to be. I don't know nothing about that. Mm, I ain't sure about that. This is, the type, this, is, this is the type, this is the type, This is y'all ready? This is the type of sheep that they're uncut wool. See, sheep don't see well in the natural, knowing in the spirit. Okay, you don't, you don't, right? You have to do, rely on your hearing. The Bible says sheep know the voice, not the image. It was something you heard that connected you to harvest. It was something you heard that spoke life into you. It was something you heard that made you believe your next 12 are going to be your best 12. It's something you heard that gave you the courage to keep fighting. It's some, and faith comes by hearing. 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 But what this sheep does, this sheep, they avoid any message that has correction. They don't have those in their playlist. The only messages they want is turn around, shout, won't he do it, ain't gone all right. The problem with a high-carb diet is that you cannot build any strength because that requires protein. <laughs> Come on. All right, so take so this out. So what happens to this sheep is the wool begins to grow. The wool begins to grow the wool begins to grow. And then as the wool begins to grow, it covers their eyes and their ears and their feet. So now they're walking around and they are full of wool, which makes them a target. (laughs) So when a wolf is coming to, uh, come after one of the sheep, let's go Bible. So when a lion comes to devour one of the sheep, they don't look for the ones whose wool is freshly cut. They look for the one whose wool has been cut in years because ain't nobody finna to tell them what to do. Ain't, I know what the Bible say, but I'm grown. It's quiet. I know what the Bible say, but this is what I'm going to do. I know I'm supposed to forgive them, but you know what? I will get to that in 2022. 2021, I'm trying to recover. So what happens is so what happens is you got this wool walking around. Come in, come in, come, come here. It's cold in Denver today. And uh, so some of y'all are like, it's the month of May he got on a hoodie. Well, he said, that doesn't match the season. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this sheep looks like. They never match the season they're in. Why? Because they're always overdressed. They always have more wool than what's necessary. And they think it's protecting them when really it makes them a target. So that porker's going around with all that wool on them, All that wool on them. Can, you can you put it over your head too? They got all this on them, and, and here's the problem. Here's, here's one of the reasons I don't like... Wo- I, now, as many hoodies as I wear, here's one of the things I don't like about a hoodie. Is the problem... Put it forward just a little bit more? Cause just a little bit more. Okay. See, here's the problem. H- how many fingers am I holding up? You can't tell me. Because this blocks your peripheral vision. So even though an attack was coming... You couldn't see it because you're unchecked. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You couldn't see it because can't nobody tell you nothing. You couldn't see it because when you heard the word, that was like, that's good for my husband. That's good for my spouse. But what if the word was speaking to the person in your seat? I need you to open up your mouth, please, and say, Lord, correct me. correct." Because you'll complain that you didn't see it coming. You complain. I don't know where this marital problem coming from. I t- it's been brewing for years. Both y'all unchecked. I don't know where these financial issues came from. I'll tell you where they came from. You couldn't see that they were coming because the wool grew around your eyes. The wool grew around your feet. The wool grew. So now, as you're trying to escape, you can't even move as fast as you need to move because of uncut wool. How many fellas, when you were a kid, you remember getting your first haircut? I remember. Well, I don't know if it's my first, but I remember a haircut. I used to have a hot top fade. <laughs> you did? You did too? No, probably Max. I used to have a hot top fade, uh, and then I converted to the ball life because I, I said I had to get my hair cut like twice a week because my hair grows too fast. Like this is fresh this morning, wait until about four this afternoon. <laughs> what they call it? a five o'clock? Nah, I have about a twelve thirty. I mean, just yeah, now watch, watch, watch. This sheep avoids being corrective. They avoid anything being anything that seems like it might be trying to direct them or tell them what to do. This sheep sees God's word as nice suggestions. Not as directives. You got it? And look at this last thing about this sheep. This sheep wants the benefit of church without investment in the church. This sheep has all the complaints. They don't do nothing. No, nothing. But They got the complaints. They got the list of stuff the church needs to do. <laughs> it's quiet in here. This sheep, this sheep, watch me, this sheep, they show their head when they want to say something. They got 40 million ideas. You say, great, you do it. Oh no! I wasn't saying for me to do it. I was saying somebody needs to do it. <laughs> Stay with me, man. Where y'all at? It's rough out here in these streets. <laughs> You've had friends like this. They said, "Tell me what you think." You tell them what you think. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> they ask you for advice that they never follow. And then when you try to say, hey, I'm for you. Can I make a suggestion on something you need to do? Nah, you need to run your business. Then stop asking me for stuff. And they want the benefit of your friendship without investment into your friendship. They know you're generous, so they know that after church, you're going to pay. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. It's quiet in the church. Thank you. All right, here's the last sheet. Here's the last sheet. We're going to move on. I have never heard this church this quiet. But we're getting rid of some weird sheep attitudes. And if this is stepping on your toes, I'm going to need you to put them dogs out there. Let me just go. Let's just let the words step all over them junks. Because maybe no one ever said anything, so you think that's the way it's supposed to be. Like, if you were never taught to be faithful to church attendance, you'll think, well, I only go when I'm struggling. Like, I'm good. Why do I need to go? If you were never taught. So my job and my responsibility as a shepherd is to train and to teach. Chop this food up and then serve it. Here's the last type of sheep. You ready? The wandering sheep quirk. The wanderer. They always think the grass is greener somewhere else. You ask them who they pastor, they name 10 people. But I listen to her and I listen to him and I listen to them and I listen to this and I listen to that. And I listen. And no wonder why, no wonder why when you're challenged, you don't know what to do is because it is because you were training for stuff that didn't apply to you. It's quiet in the church. They look for something wrong. They look for something wrong. Why I got on them skinny jeans? Because I wasn't always skinny. But once I got skinny, I said, take me away from the regular section. Put me over here, you <laughs> What does that have to do with you? What does that have to do with you? Why is it so dark in there? It creates ambiance. It's a great feel. For people who have never been in church, just imagine. How many of you grew up in church? Right? Just imagine. Could you imagine going to a mosque? You've never been, you never been. Could you imagine, you've been in church, you know church. Hey, ba-ba-ba, shit, hey, I never you. You know church. You walk in, God bless you. Now you learn some new words since you've been in Harvard. Shalom. <laughs> and you walk in, you know church. But could you, watching, could you imagine going into a mosque, and they got all they things on, and their garments on, and then you're like, oh, no, Bishop, I'm good, I'm good. I know how to move in and go in and out amongst them. And then can you imagine, can you imagine, then going in and they start taking their shoes off. <laughs> and then after they start taking their shoes off, then all of a sudden, then they lay, 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 the, lay the mat down and then they say, well, you get right behind this person. And while you kneel down, <laughs> they feet right there. Be like, I ain't going to be able to go all the way down. Pay attention, pay attention. Could you imagine the difference it would be for you and how uncomfortable you might feel walking into a world that doesn't mimic anything you're used to? So when we do the lights and all of that, that ain't for no other reason except to create an atmosphere so that people who have never been in church can come in here and not have somebody staring down their neck We need people to connect with God. This ain't about connecting with you. This is about people connecting with God. There's a reason for it. There's there's a reason. They look for something wrong. Why ain't no cross on the back of the stage. He's not on there. You're an idol worshiper because you think that he's on the cross. He's not on the cross. He's a, it's an empty tomb. He's not there. So why would I memorialize something he conquered? He's quiet in the church. But, but people will look for something wrong. Why do they respect one another over there? <laughs> so so let's get this right. So should we cuss one another out when we meet they honor that man over there. That's the Bible, and we honor everybody over here. But you have a problem. Mm. Holy Ghost. I wonder if you'd think that same way if I look different. Mm. Perhaps if my melanin wasn't popping, I wonder if you would... Shout over there. The Bible says shout unto God. This sheep looks for something wrong. They look for something wrong. You know, I saw some women over there, they didn't have on stockings. (laughs) That's really what you paid attention to? You're so busy paying attention to other people, you're missing your training because you're trying to judge other people. And when I'm using some, some some weird and quirky examples, everybody in here, no, you've heard some people say some stuff like, what? What are you talking about? This sheep, they look, Something wrong and reasons to be offended. They look for reasons to be offended. See, this sheep is on defense, so they're always offended. You say good morning to them. Huh. I noticed the way you say good morning to her sounded different than the way. What? They look for reasons to be offended. They look for reasons to be offended. They look for reasons. If church is too short, it was too short. If it's over an hour and a half, church is too long. If you sing three songs, that's a lot of music. You sing one song, I wish they let the worship flow. You can't please this person. And I'm trying to tell some of y'all, you got wandering sheep people in your life that they can't be pleased because they don't want to be. They want to be offended. They want to be. They want to be. They look for something wrong. They're trying to find a reason to justify their lack of commitment. uh, Yes. Let's move on. They never fully commit. They connect. They don't commit, though. They don't commit. This sheep never commits. And then this sheep can cause discontentment amongst other sheep. This sheep is a busybody. They over here, they over there, they starting stuff with Shirley Nim, Jackie Nim, Darlene Nim. What's my other, what's my guy? What's my guy character? What's my guy character? Tyrell? Tyrell. We got church characters, these are character names. Right? They starting stuff with everybody. And this sheep, pay attention. Because you'll see how this sheep does because they wander. This sheep moves in and out amongst the people. They move over here, and then they hop over here, and then they hop over here, and then they're friends with these couple of people over here, and then they stop being friends with them, then they go be friends with them, and then they talk about them, and then they go over here with them. They cause discontentment amongst the sheep. And let me say this to every sheep. You don't come here, you don't watch because of the people. God calls you to a man of God, not the people. Don't let no sheep cause discontentment with you. And now you're talking about, I don't know if I'm this, I don't know if I'm that. No, uh-uh. the Bible says, let us set a man over the congregation that they may be like sheep that uh, have a shepherd and not be like those that don't. You don't let people cause discontentment. I remember one time, I remember one time before I was a senior pastor, I remember one time somebody was saying something to me. And uh, they, were, they, they thought that on the coup cool they were talking about my pastor. And, um, and they were talking, and I said, let me help you understand something. I said, I don't care nothing about what you just said. I said, "Because let me tell you what you're not going to do. I said, that voice is the voice that has kept me. That's the voice God has used to encourage me and to build me. And I said, so let me help you understand all day and henceforth, forever after. Don't you ever put your tongue. Well, no, I'm just trying to say, I said, I don't need you to try nothing. Because you're trying to cause discontentment. And this is what you do. Because what's interesting is you don't have no fruit. What's interesting is you don't have no fruit. And you want me to start listening to you. But you don't have any fruit to prove that you know what. I got to move. I got to move. I got to move. All right. All right. All right. All right. So then, so then I got (laughs) to move. Y'all getting anything? By now, I expected us to be like we're getting rid of these weird, weird, cheap attitudes. <laughs> right? So then what happens is this. Then life challenges you. So first you get your what? Training. But if you've got quirky attitudes, you'll never get the training. You'll never see. And hear my heart, guys. Y'all know my heart is, is, is I love who I lead. Absolutely. All day, every day. You will not find a pastor that loves his sheep more than me. Period. That's on period. Period. Point by bottom line. So, so check this out. But as a shepherd, I, I've seen these things affect people. And when God says, I want to make you a top model, they end up getting eliminated. And they get eliminated because they are unwilling to produce fruit. Right? So let's look. Then life challenges you. Whether you were in training or not. Job 23 and 10. Come on. We're about to go up. But he knows the way that I take, and he pays attention to it. And when he has tried me, or when he has challenged me, or when he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Refined, pure and luminous, which means I will be a pure version of myself. Why ask God to make you better if everything he does to make you better, you, 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 you fight? Like, um, there were two types of cough medicine that were predominantly used when I was coming up. Um, there was two. One tasted good. That other one? Disgusting. I still can't stand it to this day. And then this old new cherry flavor. I said it is still nasty. So, 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 but here's, y'all ready for this? But the one that tasted bad was the one that worked the best. Y'all go get what I'm saying today. And many times God says, listen, I know this doesn't feel good. This doesn't taste good. This isn't enjoyable right now, but it's actually working faster than the other one. The other one maybe tasted better, but it was going to take you 12 months to get there. This other one, it'll be done for you before Mount May is out. I wish... I wish I had somebody. I I know this has not been enjoyable. I know this has not been been something that has been exciting during the present moment. But if I can test you and challenge you, you're going to come out refined and as pure gold. Open your mouth and say, I'm refined and I'm pure gold. Look at this. Pure and luminous, which means everybody will see it. People will look at you and say, wow, you got some fruit. Wow, you've changed. How many people you've had in the last 12 months, somebody said to you, wow, you're different. You've changed. Watch this. Because that means you had your training, and then you got your challenge, and you came out better. You had your training, then your challenge, and you came out better. And I'm here for all of us to know that you and I, we have beat some challenges that thought they were going to shut us down, shut us up, and block us. But to God be the glory. Somebody say, but I beat it, and I'm pure gold now. So, so, So look at this. Then, look at this, elimination or reward. Elimination or reward. All right, Hebrews 10.36, for you have need of patient endurance. All right, we could start right there. So what is patient endurance? Patient isn't just waiting. Patience is how you act while you wait. Um, I've done several illustrations in the past to show you this, but, but just think of it really simply. Patience is that you have a bad attitude while you're waiting. That's impatience. See, a lot of Christians will say, I'm just waiting on God. He need to come on. And here's the deal. You never said it, but your attitude did. You never actually would say that about God, but your attitude did. Your behavior did. The way you carry yourself. Say, God, if you don't hurry up. And so what does the scripture say? You have need of patience, which means I have a good attitude while I'm waiting. But watch me. Here's how you know you're growing where you face a similar challenge, a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, third second. time. But this time when you face it, you're like, well, you know what, I ain't even for a trip. I'm not tripping about it, I'm not gonna get upset about it, I'm not gonna holler and scream about it. But watch me, I have learned that that doesn't work. I need patient endurance. I, I gotta have a good attitude while I am enduring. And look at this, look, look where it goes. It says, you have a need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. That's amplified. He says, So that means even when it's difficult, you don't compromise. Even when it's difficult, you don't cut corners. This is be honest. That's not like cutting corners is so much easier because you cut the corners. So <laughs> you get you watch me, you think you get there faster. Now, realizing that where you actually obtain and what you actually obtain is never going to be what you want because you have to cut corners to get there, which means when you get there, it won't look right anyhow. This is why those of you try to cut corners in relationships, you think you got what you wanted until it shows you that it's not what you wanted because you cannot cut corners. Those of you who think you cut corners with people and you did people dirty and you think you got away with doing people dirty, you better make sure you didn't do that to a child of God. Why? Because if God be for them, you may think you got, watch me, for every Christian, I need you to rejoice that God says, I watched every person that did you dirty and while they may think they got away with it, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'm about to come right around there and say, oh, no, the way you treated my son, the way you treated my daughter, I'm going to need to holler at you about that. And for some of you, before this month is over, he's about to holler at who hurt you. He's about to holler at who hurts you. All right, all right, all right, watch. 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 So then, when you have carried out the will of God, I'm done. So that when you have carried out the will of God. Now, now here, here's, here's what's amazing. What is his will? His word. So check it out. I got my training. That was the word. Then I'm challenged. Then after my challenge is elimination or reward. And I need patience. Have you ever seen those, those shows? Because they are so dramatic during this, the elimination rewards. I mean, I remember when Tyra was doing it. Was that her show? Yeah. Let me have a notepad or something. Give me a notepad. I remember when Tyra was doing it. Tyra, she was so dramatic. Only one of you. I said, if you don't hurry up and get to the point, and for some of you, watch me, God is adding some drama to the stage so that when you do win, it's going to be even that much he been standing there with his hands like this, like, and only one of you is going to be able to cut. And you're like, God, if you don't hurry up and flip that page, he's like, I'm about to flip it. But I got to make it so dramatic that when it happens, even your haters celebrate what I did for you. That when it happens, even the people who said you never do it, you never accomplish it, you never walk in it, even they have to pay attention. She would be so dramatic. She would. And then here's what they'd do. They'd say, Tony, step forward. <laughs> Jermaine, step forward. Y'all come closer. Watch me. Watch me. Uh, 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 D, step forward. Come up on the stage. <laughs> All of y'all face me. Malcolm, step forward. Stand right there. And you're watching like, oh, my God. See, some of y'all, this is the stage of life you're at. You're at the nail-biter stage. Because you're like, God, I've been waiting for a long time. I've been sowing. I've been consistent. I've been faithful. I've been diligent. God, what's taking so long? For you had need of patience. I didn't have you step forward to sit you down. I didn't have you step forward to mess you up. Watch me. And you'll think, oh my God, all four of them is going to go home. And Tyler will be standing there. Tony. Malcolm. Dee. Jermaine. You four. Ain't nobody told y'all to laugh. Listen, I'm just playing. You four? This is what God is doing, and you see how you act while you wait? He ain't said yes yet, because he want to see how you going to act while you wait. He ain't let it break through yet, because he want to see how you act while you wait. You You four? safe you missed it did you see the response when they got good news I want to find out how everybody in this building and how everybody online is gonna act when God drops some good news on you why you got trained you got challenged but you're about to be rewarded you got trained you got challenged but somebody say I'm about to be rewarded Look, look, so that you may receive and enjoy to the full what was promised. So here's the question. Here's the question. Matthew twenty-two, fourteen. Many are called, few are chosen. Who's chosen? The word chosen means approved. Say approved. Let me have my four back real fast. Here's the challenge. You were not. Watch me. Perfect in your execution. But when you saw where you screwed up and messed up, who can be honest? You went back and fixed it. There's some stuff I shouldn't have said, but when I figured out that I shouldn't have said it, I got it together. There's some thoughts I should not have thought, but when I figured out I shouldn't have thought it, I got it together. Listen, many are called, invited, summoned, few are chosen. Somebody said, but I've been chosen. The question is, who's approved? Who's approved? Two things. Those who excel in building the church and those who don't make excuses for why God isn't first in the five T's. If you've ever watched the show, these people would, they say, well, do you think you did your best work? No, I didn't. And I'd be thinking to myself, well, then why do you think they're supposed to keep you? You think somebody's supposed to, I ordered a steak. I don't have to take your cheeseburger. That ain't what I ordered. I don't have to tolerate less than because that's what you wanted to give. God does not have to tolerate our less than because that's what we wanted to give. I'll have to preach this the way I want to at the next experience, but just look at this. Just just look at this. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. I'm out of time. Strive to excel in building up the church. Strive to excel in building up the what? Church. God says, Many are called. Only a few get approved because only a few want to build my thing, God says. God says, you want me to build your business, your family, your life, your career, your this, your that, and God says, but what are you doing to build my thing? And There's these five T's that I teach. They put them on the screen real fast, like Speedy Gonzales fast. Your time. Faithful church attendance, treasure, faithful giving, talent, faithful serving, thirst, prayer, praise, and worship, testimony, inviting people to church. Right. Say five T's. What's this? Luke 14, 16. Here it is, and we're closing. And we're going to close high. Luke 4, 14, 16. But he said to them, a man once gave a great banquet. Say it's a party. What happens after 11, 15 needs to be a pro- prophetic gesture to you. Somebody say, a party's about to be started. Come on, saying I'm the guest of honor. Verse 17, and at the time for the banquet, if I listen, it's his timetable, not yours. You keep saying, God, when I do this, when I do this, Lord, then I'm going to do that. God says, no. We haven't a party today. I didn't ask you when you wanted to come. That's me. I didn't ask you when you wanted to call. See, people are telling you, you're too young to be called. Have fun, then do God. But they don't control the call. Some of you are saying, listen, you you like uh, 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 King Joffrey Jafar. You're saying, go sow your royal oats. So you're like, listen, no, I don't need to sow no oats. I don't need to sow nothing but seed of the Lord. Because people think that they control when the call comes. And for many of you, you're going to do in your 20s what you've not seen people in your bloodline do. You're going to do in your 30s. You're going to do in your 40s. You're to, whatever decade of life you're in, you're going to be the one that accomplishes most in that decade of life. I need you to lift your hands and rejoice that you're about to do more than anybody else in your bloodline in that segment of their lives have done. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Somebody say, it's me. That's called and chosen. Look at this. He has a party. And look, he invited a whole lot of people. I, man, I wish I had time. He invited a whole lot of people. Verse 17. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say, those who have been invited, to, to say to those who have been invited, come, for everything is, is ready. Okay. Come on, now. I know I'm out of time and I'm preaching fast. But can I just get you to make this declaration and say, it's ready now. He took 2020 to give you some time to get ready for what he was. Open your mouth, please, and say, it's ready now. In fact, the servant said, Come. In other words, answer the call. You've been called and chosen. Everything is now ready. Everything is now ready. Not something. Not just your money. Not just your next. Not, not, not just your career. Not just your spiritual walk. Not just your spiritual calling. Not somebody say everything is ready. I promise you I need you to respond to this with some faith. Say, everything is ready for me. Uh -uh, Say it like you believe that every area of your life, God's been pulling it together, been pulling it together, been arranging it. Say, everything is now ready. But look at what they said. Verse 18, but they all alike began to make excuses. So we thought we had four. One of them said, even though this is the opportunity I prayed for my whole lifetime, I got to go take care of some relatives. Even though this is what I've been waiting on this moment, one of them says to the Lord, well, I just bought a field. Let me go look at my field first. In In other words, my possessions are more important than your promise. Another one, he makes another excuse. He says, I just got into a relationship. I can't come. In other words, the thing I prayed for, you gave me. Then when you gave it to me, I made a God out of it. I made an idol out of it. So I can't do it right now because my relationship is more important. Many are called. Few. They all make, so they all make excuses. So, so, so take, no, 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 no. Look, he was like, wait a minute. Hold on I." Excuse makers aren't top models now in 15. Somebody say, I'm not an excuse maker. I make it happen. So if you keep reading the story, God says, well, if those four don't want it, no problem. Let me get, let me get a whole nother group. Come on. Let me get a whole nother group. Come on. Let me get a whole nother group. I got four. This is good. I got four. I got four. Thank you. This don't look like who started with me. It ain't going to look like who started with you. But God says, if those four don't want it, four is the biblical number of creativity. I will create some other people that when I say everything is ready, they are going to come hear me 915 it's a whole lot of people that God says come everything is ready they made excuses but you made it happen and because you made it happen God says I'm about to make it happen for you open up your mouth please and give God glory that you have been picked you have been picked you have been picked you have been picked you you don't look like the first ones and God says I didn't want you to you don't walk like the first ones, I didn't want you to. You didn't talk like the last ones, I didn't want you to. I wanted something new. And somebody said, That's who I am. I gotta stop. Thank you all. Thank you all. I gotta stop. His about eyes closed in the building online. If you are not a Christian, God, I wish I could have preached this the way I wanted to. Oh, <sighs> well, let me do it at the Linfit. If you're in this building or you're online and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, there is love for you. There's forgiveness for you. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him, he's calling. He's calling. He is calling. And I'm going to need you to pick this phone up. I need you to answer. I need you to answer. You have been running. You have been running. You have been running and you're tired of doing it your way, answer the phone. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord. You're like, business, Bowman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure in this building and online, wherever you're at, I need you to be sure, one, God's coming to get you today. Two, he's not mad, he's not angry, he's not upset. He's calling you, answer this phone when I count to three. In the building, you're going to raise your hand. Online, you're going to do the hand wave emoji say, it's me. One, two, three, respond to the call right there. I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you. Several hands up in the building online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. You will be the top model in your bloodline. You will be the top model in your family. Everybody say this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. And this is my first time praying this. I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. You are my God. My Lord, my Savior. I'm your top model. Not perfect, but I made it to the top. Not perfect, but I didn't make excuses. Not perfect, but I've excelled. Give me a passion to build your thing. Give me a passion to keep you first in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I get you to take your phone out if you pray that prayer recommit recommitted yourself? Text the word DECISION at 877-552-4746.
1: Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love
0: life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator.